Welcome back to the Leverage Podcast. My name is Ari Mizell, and I'm your co-host. And I am Nick Sonnenberg. And today we have a special guest, a friend and member of the Leverage community, Toria Rodriguez. So thank you very much. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks, you guys. And uh, so you're joining us from Santa Cruz. Well, yeah. I mean, you're in the Santa studio, Cruz, California. Came. Santa Cruz, California. And yes. a former pilot, now a functional medicine practitioner. Yeah. So tell us how you went from being a commercial pilot to now helping people biohack yeah, their health. Yeah, it's, um, it was kind of interesting. So I think the first thing that I noticed was fatigue, and I wasn't recovering quite as much as I would want to out of a shift. And so I went to a standard routine physical. I told my doctor about the fact that, you know, okay, look, I'm sleeping 14 hours a night, and I still don't feel all that great. So we did some blood work and it came back that there was some abnormalities in the thyroid. And so she suggested that I see an endocrinologist. So I started down the path, a conventional path of seeing an endocrinologist, went on thyroid medication, and we kept trying to tweak the thyroid medication, which at this point I had to disclose with the FAA was classified special issuance medical, Mm -hmm. which just means that I've got to do blood work with my medical exam. Um, But I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the labs normal. They were swinging back and forth. You know, it'd be too high, it'd be too low. And I'd work with this endocrinologist. He's like, okay, let's double your dose. Let's cut your dose in half. Like, we were just kind of going crazy. So um, it was September, and my first class medical was due in October. I said, look, we got to fix this. Otherwise, I'm going to have to stop flying. And he just kind of looked at me, and he threw up his hands. And he's like, the only thing I know next to do is to irradiate the thyroid and cut out the rest of the tissue. And I was kind of like, abort, abort, abort. I'm not going down that path just yet. And I decided to take some time off and really investigate a more natural way of dealing with thyroid. And um, what I discovered at that point was that I was dealing with autoimmune thyroid. and Nobody had talked to me about addressing the autoimmune portion. We were trying to fix the thyroid, but really the issue was my immune system. Like Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's, yeah. yeah. And so um, at the time, I scared myself with Dr. Google. Mm -hmm. I discovered Chris Kresser. I didn't know where he was in the planet. I didn't care. I was going to go see him. Um, Obtained myself as a patient. And, you know, that was the first introduction to functional medicine testing that I had ever seen. And it was fantastic. He found a lot of things. You know, he found B12 anemia. He found iron anemia. Um, adrenal fatigue, like all sorts of things that we started to uncover and unravel. And I got super curious. My undergrad's in biochemistry, and I kept asking him, so how does this work? Do you have any, you know, articles that I can read? And he kept sending me to PubMed, and I spent my time studying PubMed. And I was like, oh, man, if I'm doing this, maybe I should check out a certification. Mm -hmm. And so through that whole process, I decided to get certified through a company called Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, became a practitioner with them, and then I was able to kind of unravel all the different pieces that were involved with the autoimmunity, including a lot of co-infections that we discovered. And so I just dealt with a lot of the gut co-infections and the viral co-infections, and that's how I kind of restored myself to health. But How long did it take? I stopped flying 2010, and to get myself back and stable was probably 2013, and then I started as a practitioner in 2014. So yeah, it took a couple years. And is it, um, when, when you work with people, is it on a remote basis or in person? Everybody's remote. I think I have one client who's in Santa Cruz, California, but everybody else is remote. In fact, I've even got a couple clients here in New York City that I was able to see yesterday. And oh, cool. Yeah, so it was nice to be able to see some clients in person for a change. Usually I use Zoom, and I do all of my consultations mm-hmm. over Zoom. So how does it work uh, working with you? Like, What, what does that entail? Is it um, you, you have them take some tests, and then you analyze the tests and give recommendations, and then some... 
yeah, check-ins so on a... Usually when we're starting fresh and they don't have any labs of their own to present, I'll run a slew of tests on them. And I'll do the stool test. I'll do the organic acids test, a really intense functional blood chemistry. Um, I do an uh, environmental toxin screen and then a hormone panel, right? So I'll do all of that together at one time so that I can get a big picture, 30,000 foot view, like what is happening for the, under the covers? And then prioritize, you know, what's the stuff we need to work on first? What's going to make the most uh, gains in how you feel in the shortest amount of time? We'll start there and then start working through the rest of it. And then um, as you guys know, a lot of this has to do with lifestyle, right? So that's where I do a lot of coaching is in the lifestyle pieces because a lot of times something complex as autoimmunity, we're not going to supplement our way out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be lifestyle stuff. So I work with them every two weeks for however long it takes for them to get through that protocol. So I, I, if if you don't mind, I think that your question that always comes up about cholesterol and mm-hmm. high carb or you know low carb fat, like I think mm-hmm. it's relevant to talk about now. So yeah. uh, Nick has a history of heart disease in his family, yeah. no coronary um, uh, calcification and no inflammation in his markers, uh, but high cholesterol. Yeah. And so his doctors want him to be on Lipitor and be on no no eggs, no butter, right? Yeah, the they're concerned. I mean, my HDLs are very good, but also yeah. my, my LDLs aren't so good. Yeah. Triglyc- triglycerides. But I forget that I think my LDLs are like one forty and my total cholesterol is like two sixty. Yeah. So But I work out, I don't smoke, but I do so they if I didn't have heart disease in the family, they wouldn't they say that they wouldn't be concerned, but since I have that risk factor they want me on Crestor, yeah, um, but I've been fighting it. Saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling right now. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, uh, I I've been heard your numbers in the Dave Asprey interview, right? So yeah. I remember okay. the numbers, and I absolutely agree with Dave. Like they didn't do a lot of the testing for the markers of inflammation to really see like what is happening for you. So what tests would I take for the inflammation? A1C. Um, yes. 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 I can get you those numbers. <laughs> I have your numbers. Oh, okay. I am on the spot. This is <laughs> Ari has this my is Colby awesome. and my uh, blood yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pull it up. All right, yeah. go on. <laughs> and, and in general, like, how do you eat? Like, this is a huge component to him. So while he's with looking fork at that knife. number. <laughs> with a fork and knife. Awesome. Good, because, you know, eating with your hands seems to be a little yes, bit more effective. Really, yeah, um, I, lowers I was trying no, no, no. to, I was, I was switching from the hands to fork and knife. They thought that that would lower my cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slow yeah, it down, like, yeah. What kinds of foods do you eat? Um, I mean, good quality food. I, I did a DEXA scan. I don't remember the number, but I do remember that the fat around my organs, which they said was a visceral fat, yeah, the visceral fat was a, was very low, which indicated that I'm eating good quality food. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have like, yeah, if I eat breakfast, I'll have some eggs, but it'll be like good quality eggs. Yeah, you know, I eat a lot of fish. I eat some meat. Do you eat processed food? Not really. Not really. So it's mm-hmm. all you're eating all real foods. I'm eating all I, real I mean, food. I see it. He eats really well. And yeah, I don't eat poorly, but I have genetically high. Yeah. Have you done an omega six, omega three balance no, test? No, you haven't. <laughs> I've looked at all your numbers. Have you just hired yeah. Ari to do your? your no, it's funny. Ari knows so much about this stuff, and I don't. I don't actually. We t- we talk. I talk to him more than I talk to anyone. We don't talk about this, but no. yeah. So I, it, all right. So where do I get that do, test? Well, you can order it from me, but you can also order it. You can have your doctor order it. It's pretty standard blood yeah. chemistry. It's just an omega six, omega three. Uh, test and so you can see your ratio of omega six to omega three mm-hmm. uh, fatty acids in the body, and that will tell you if the foods that you're eating are more towards the omega three or, or sorry omega six and more inflammatory side, 
right? And so you'd want to focus more on getting your fats into the omega-3s. So that's going to be eating the the eggs and the sardines and just making sure yeah. that like the biggest thing I would it's say that's right a danger is um, really watching the oils that you're getting in restaurants because they're going to be highly rancid and very much on mm-hmm. that omega-6 side. So if you're eating in restaurants a lot, like really inquire about the oils and make sure that, look, only cook my stuff in butter. Like don't give me this rice bran oil. <laughs> right. Even though you think it's healthy, it's not really all that healthy. So really watching for things like that. Oh, interesting. You actually didn't have your A1C. Wait, I, I know I've had A1C before. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> um, all right. Not on this test. <laughs> eight, wait, what is A1C? That's inflammation? Hemoglobin A1C, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's basically like the average of your glucose levels over the last three months. Yeah. Okay. It'll give us a really good idea. No gonorrhea. Yeah. No. For all of you women listening, I'm completely clean on the STD side, which to me is the most important marker. That's <laughs> no good hiv. to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll have to find it. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. Like, the drug companies for statins are pushing doctors to put everybody on a statin when their cholesterol's over 200. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a, a good thing for most people. A lot of people can manage their cholesterol and fatty acids through diet alone, diet and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because there's familial risk, right, and association doesn't necessarily mean that your epigenetics are going to turn those on for you. So, you know, as you've got control over your environment, and so you get to control the epigenetics more so. And because you know that that risk is there, that lets you put this more in priority than somebody else who just doesn't know or doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, I, I wasn't prepared for showing my markers. I have to That's find okay. those. That's okay. I wasn't prepared for interpreting <laughs> your labs right we'll, on the spot. We'll have to so have you come back on after I've done yeah. a whole panel of, yeah. of, of things we yeah. can dissect. Well, but it's also, I, you, I, I don't, you've never shown me the omega um, ratio. I, I don't think success. I've ever done yeah. that You probably before. haven't done it. Most doctors yeah. don't call for it. Yeah. It's also, one of the things that's on the standard. What, what about hormones? Have you tested your hormones? Mm, not sure. Yeah. I mean, have I've, you ever I've done tested... a Dutch test or anything I love like that? The Dutch test. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the Dutch test? Dutch test is easy. It's a urine test. Uh-huh. You do it four times throughout the day. So you do two samples in the evening, two samples in the morning, uh-huh. and it will test your uh, adrenal hormones and a full sex hormone profile. And then they just put a new marker on there for um, oxidation levels which is really exciting. So um, we get a lot of really good information on how your yeah. hormones are and how they're, how they're metabolizing in the body. Like, are you converting all of your androgens into a really uh, bad form of estrogen? We'd want to know that for you. So I, I've done testosterone testing. Yeah. I've never done... But you did it by blood probably, right? Yeah. 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 So the Dutch test is you're peeing on a piece of paper at home throughout the day. Yeah. Really good picture. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. It's it's pretty easy. So at a minimum, I'd say let's do a Dutch test on you. And where, where would one get a Dutch test? Well, they're going to want to order it through a practitioner so that they can get a practitioner to interpret the results for them. They're not easy so to, to interpret it, it on. you have to do it at your doctor. Their own, well, or through a functional medicine. Or through a functional through, medicine. Through, so you could order it through me. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, maybe um, we'll do that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a look. I mean, you can also order it through Dutch, and they will give you a consult. But because that consult is not your doctor and they don't have any history on you, it's going to be more difficult for them to do an interpretation than a practitioner that you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never done an A1C. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I would say for you, let's do a full blood chemistry panel, mm-hmm. get everything done, and then let's do a Dutch test so, and go from there. So when you um, work with people to do a full blood panel, do you, which company do you use for that? Inside that's, Tracker? Right now, that's with Quest. 
quest. So they yeah. do a blood draw quest. And you can prescribe someone to... Don't you need a prescription to go to Quest to get a book? No, just an order. Basically. Just an order. Yeah. So I partner want. with a company that's got a medical doctor at that company. And so that's how I order it um, because most FDM practitioners don't have access to stool tests or blood tests okay. unless they partner with a medical director or medical physician of some kind. So I've got that partnership in place. And so I order that lab through them. You want to do one too? Sure. Yeah. I'm All always right. happy to do a blood draw. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this one's a doozy. So just, it's like 11 tubes. Yeah. All right. I've done 16. All right. Great. Great. <laughs> just um, want to make sure. 11 tubes? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. You're there for a little bit. You got to get all of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's okay. You'll be like a new man. <laughs> Here's the good news is that if you've got a uh, high uh, hemoglobin, uh-huh. right, high iron um, and iron saturation, which is common with males, um, you're basically giving blood and it'll be, it'll help. All right. I have Trust me. It's because we don't have our periods. We can't yes. get rid of that. <laughs> now, glucose is different than the A1C, yeah. Correct. Right? A1C okay. is historic. Okay. So I have glucose. I was an 89. Okay. Which they Do say you have a fasting insulin with that? This was back in 2012, which is probably irrelevant. Totally now. irrelevant at this point. <laughs> yep. You can just put those in the archive and yeah, it let's was, get a it fresh set. It was in my set. archive. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, no, this is good. And then what about like heavy metal testing? So I've not done a lot of heavy metal testing with my clients. Um, heavy metals are one of those things like if you're going to go after chelating, you want to make sure your gut's in order first. Yeah, so most cool. of that work, you, you want to do that work first before you start doing a bunch of chelation. I attempted chelation while I was doing gut work. That was disastrous. I felt horrible for like four months. So I I've, so. I've, I've have literally have the test sitting on my shelf for probably almost a year now. And I've like almost been nervous to do it because the chelating agent to me just kind of like freaks me out. It's, it's this is rough. when they take their your blood out. Ox, uh, no, 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 no. That's what's, dialysis. <laughs> what's what's chelating then? It's basically well. yeah. So chelation is when you are bonding one molecule to another to make it inactive, so that you can get rid of it, right? And so you are trying to bond these metals that get stored in your tissues, fatty fatty tissues, bone tissue, that uh-huh. kind of thing, and pull it out of the body, attach it to something else, so it can be excreted. But that whole process, if your liver function isn't good, right, you're unable to process those out, those metals will just get recirculated. Sometimes you'll deal with neuro- neurological issues because that'll get recirculated back into your brain. So you really want to make sure that when you are doing metal chelation that your liver function is on par, your gut function is on par, and then you can work on chelation. But, gotcha. Yeah. So, so after one does all these 12 vials of blood and all these tests, do you then have enough information to say, okay, you should be taking this supplement and you should be taking this many grams or milligrams of this specific supplement and that's how you kind of... You mean from a nutritional standard? Yeah. Like, um, do you then recommend supplements with with quantity? Yeah, so usually a protocol means that we're going to supplement the body and help the body deal with certain things in a phased approach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can definitely see nutrient deficiencies. A lot of times it's a B12 deficiency or something like that. We'll see nutrient deficiencies. We'll try and supplement somebody with some some of those to help out. But then we'll also see things like dysbiotic overgrowth in the intestines. And so we want to get rid of those pathogens that are in the, the intestines. And those are different supplements. Sometimes the parasites are something that the client chooses to take an antibiotic or an antiparasitic with the doctor, right? So there's a couple different approaches and routes you can go. Antiparasitics are 
rough. <laughs> it's yeah, having parasites is a big deal, and it's it's hard to get rid of them. And most of my clients feel worse while they're doing it, and then they feel better once we eradicate it. Are there some supplements that you just in general recommend people to take, like an omega pill or a probiotic or a multivitamin? Um, or... Yeah, so there's three. Right, our soils are really depleted of nutrients now, just in the way that we've done farming and agriculture. So um, a really good multivitamin is pretty much a good recommendation for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't care how organic or biodynamic you're eating, you're still probably not getting a lot of essential nutrients that way. So I would say a, a multivitamin. Um, if you are not eating a lot of um, omega-3 rich foods like sardines or um, red meat or liver, I would say probably an omega-3 supplement, some kind of fish oil, cod liver oil supplement is good. And then probiotics are badass. I love probiotics. Mm-hmm. And taking one is, is good insurance to make sure that you've got good diversity in the microbiome. I mean, it's all about the diversity. So, Are there some brands that you recommend for all these things? I really like Prescriptacyst yeah, as a brand. Yeah, Prescriptacyst is fantastic. Um, Megaspore is also good if you're trying to balance out a, a microbiome. Um, but my favorite for ongoing just general use is Prescriptacyst. And what about for uh, the fish oils? Fish oils, my favorite right now is a company called Nordic Naturals. Oh, they're cod liver oil. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. really cod liver oil, or what? What do you recommend between just like an omega three pill versus cod liver? Versus I like cod liver krill, oil because krill. you're also getting a little bit of the vitamin D in there uh-huh. and vitamin K two in there, which are also important. And what about krill oil? Krill oil is good. I mean, it's an omega three mm-hmm. oil, but if you're going to have to take something that's fishy, <laughs> I'd rather do the cod liver oil than gotcha. krill oil. Yeah. I know, so cod liver by Nordic Naturals. Yeah, I like Nordic Naturals. What are some of the weirder supplements that you've uh, played around with? Oh, the weirder supplements. Uh, speaking of cod liver oil, I've done that fermented cod liver oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. When I was in Iceland, I that had a shot is, of that. Yeah, that stuff is pretty bad. But um, I used to take that stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the And the butter oil one. The butter oil. Yeah, color, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably one of the nastier ones that I've done. But um, lately I've been um, playing around with uh, using binders. And so I've been doing some zeolite clay mm-hmm. and that kind of thing as a binder while I'm doing oh. a protocol for some overgrowth in my sinuses, of so, all things. How are you, so how are you taking it? The binder? Yeah. It's a powder. I'm just mixing it in water and right. chugging it. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's cool. Yeah. Basically putting a Brita filter in your stomach, essentially. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Charcoal and yeah. bentonite um, clay and that kind of stuff. One of, the, one of the more interesting ones for me that I've played with is called serapeptase. Yeah. How's that going? Well, I'm not using it currently. I was using that actually when I was when I was uh, working on the Crohn stuff uh, because it's a weird one. So serapeptase is what um, Nick for you is what uh, caterpillars use to dissolve their shells when they become butterflies. Hmm. So it's like a, it, basically the the theory with it is if you take it, you can uh, like dissolve scar tissue. Yeah. So uh, one of the things with Crohn's and all the people who say that they've healed Crohn's and come off of Crohn's, they usually still have scar tissue. And most doctors will say you cannot heal scar tissue. I have healed scar tissue, and they've shown that, which is not supposed to be possible. Um, I don't know if serapeptase was a big part of that, but I was taking it as part of the stack. Doesn't Scott Drica have you on some, like, lamb thyroid pill or something? Oh, yeah, I was doing that. But that's not that weird. I mean, I was taking um, a hypothalamus. Yeah. uh, uh, From, like, a lamb or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can take thyroid from lamb too that's that's pretty common yeah no it wasn't weird that it was like a lamb thyroid or whatever it was that you were taking it rectally that i thought was weird wow i mean it's a big pill <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god it's never weird you can make yeah. your, you, can, you know it's a lot easier to make your own suppositories than it is to make your own pills mm. yeah that is 
And anyway. That's true. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, serapeptase is part of a viral protocol too. So really? Yeah. So um, there's a viral protocol that I'll be starting for myself personally in a couple months. Um, serapeptase is part of that, and so is biacalin. Why um, though? Uh, it just breaks the. Oh, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's basically to help get rid of the viral bodies that are right. Right. It'll break latent. down the bodies. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Huh. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what's your favorite anti-inflammatory? <laughs> Oh, my favorite anti-inflammatory. I have to say that, you know, I think a combination of um, curcumin and boswellia. Boswellia, yeah. Yeah. I take a curcumin pill every morning. Yeah. Yeah, those are my favorites right now. works in a slightly different way. That's that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, actually, this is a good one, too. So recently we had somebody, you were actually on the call, and we can't, I won't say their name, but he was talking about how he deals with hypoglycemia very often. Yes. So I talked to him after one of the suggestions I made was bitter melon. Yeah. So I don't know if you've played around with that at all. I haven't played around with that for, um, you know, blood sugar issues. I have played around with berberine yeah. for that. And um, I think to start with blood sugar issues is to, A, know which foods are making your blood sugar go high. Like, let's right. start with some of the basics. And once you know that, then, you know, taking some of those foods out and putting those into the moderate list is much better long-term strategy than just trying to fix blood sugar without trying to fix the input sure. of the problem. Do you do much with food sensitivity testing? Um, not a lot, and here's why. Most food sensitivity tests do not include SIG-A. And without SIG-A as an indication of what is the immune system doing, that's the um, antibody that's basically built up when we have an immune response. Mm-hmm. Some people get sick for so long that their immune system doesn't mount a response anymore. And then they go and do this food allergy testing, and everything is green, and they're like, I'm not allergic to anything. I can keep eating everything. But we miss it because it's green. And then the opposite is true, is that if you're overreactive, the damn thing lights up like a Christmas tree. And then they're like, I can't do anything except for bananas and water. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's just kind of like you really need to have that information. So if you are going to do a food allergy test, you want to make sure that you're also getting SIG-A so it can be interpreted right. And then in terms of like how you run your extra business, you're a solopreneur. Yes. Do you have certain days where you're doing consultations or like in terms of outreach? Like how do you sort of organize your day, your week? Um, Well, um, so I see clients one week on, one week off. So I'll do all clients one week. And then I have a week off to either do test interpretation, work on people's protocols, do marketing, you know, all those things that require a different way of my brain working. I had to separate that out. I tried to do three days of clients and two days of creative, and that was a complete botch because it was always follow-ups in the later part of the week. Mm-hmm. So for me, I do week on, week off. Gotcha. That's yeah. cool. Okay. Uh, and somebody's asking, what's the most interesting task you have used leverage for? <laughs> Well, here's the thing that I love about using leverage is that, um, and Ari, you've helped me a lot with this. Initially, I started using leverage to help my business, and I didn't think about it. I kept it in that box of business. I didn't think about it moving into my personal life. Mm-hmm. That felt selfish for me for some reason. I'm not quite <laughs> sure why. And um, But now I've realized that if I start assigning tasks for things in my personal life, that frees me up to focus on the business. Right. So um, the most interesting one, I think, lately is the puppy one, helping us find a puppy. 
that yeah. was pretty stellar. Which was so successful. It was successful, and oh. I pick her up on May 11th. Oh, oh really? Yes, yes. Cool. But you met it, right? You met yes, the, oh, I okay, flew so, out to I meet the breeder. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah, so I we mean, pick her up on May 11th. One thing that we like to talk about a lot is not work-life balance, but work-life integration, and time is time. So if you're Absolutely. saving an hour of time on something personal versus business, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You've saved an hour for you to do yeah. whatever you want with that hour. Yeah, and you know, this is what I work with my clients on, is really trying to get core to them, like what's important in their life? Because oftentimes they're like, oh my God, I'm sick and I need to, I've got family duties and I've got work and all of this stuff. And and we live in a world where we're just highly distracted and we're always saying yes. And so trying to develop that, okay, what what are those core things that you want to focus on and saying no or delegating or optimizing all the rest, right? Because otherwise you're not going to get the energy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So the the last question that I always like to ask on these interviews is, uh, what are your top three tips for people to be more effective? More effective. You can turn that however so, you like. So, yeah. So n- number one, don't ignore your health. It'll pretty much just, you'll hit a wall if you do. Um, if you're healthy, you can be absolutely effective in everything, whether that's the best parent in the world or a CEO, you're going to be really effective. So don't ignore your health. Um, be really clear on your essential intent. Say no to everything else. That's number two. Like, get good at saying no. Stop being the yes person. Um, And uh, number three, you know, take the time to automate stuff. We've got a whole bunch of technology Mm -hmm. at our disposal. Take some time to automate that stuff. Like, even it's it sounds ridiculous, but even automating your bills and bill paying. Like, you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. And um, I see a lot of clients who are still trying to do everything by hand or doing everything manually. And the more that we can kind of embrace this as a tool, the more we can spend on ourselves and being who it is that we are. So, yeah. Perfect. So yeah. where can people find out more about you? Um, so they can go to my website, which is com, which thankfully will be in the show notes because that's a hard one to spell. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yes. Uh, so look at the that. show notes for that one. Uh, they can find me on Facebook and they can find me on Instagram where I – post my pictures because that's my mindfulness practice so i do a lot of that over there cool so awesome well thank you so much for being on yeah Yeah, thanks this was so much fun want to create more positive leverage in your life visit www.getleverage.com to access additional interviews our blog and more be sure to subscribe to hear a new episode every week 